0: meeting is being recorded
1: oh that's new the zoom zooms pleasant voice
0: yeah i haven't heard that before
1: well here we go here we go howdy what what Here we go. Let's go. Howdy. Welcome to episode 91 of the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Winger. Uh, With me, as always, the aide to camp, Brian Grimm, has got something to say. Brian, what is it?
0: Uh, 91. That truly is something remarkable.
1: I think 100 will be something remarkable. But at this point, we're putting uh, new episodes out about as frequently as Boston puts out albums oh what a feeling yeah that wasn't um yeah that wasn't the most timely reference yeah Yeah. but but it's well it's it's well known that between their second and third album it it was like it took them longer to put out a bad third album than it took Dostoevsky to write Crime and Punishment it's well known people are talking about this (laughs) It was well known in nineteen eighty three okay uh, joining uh, joining us today uh the uh the taking time away from watching true crime uh, on on cable television um, is my sister, Missy DeGee. howdy. Howdy, miss.
2: Howdy. So I have a couple things with that. I've actually, so, so this is what spurred the whole, uh, are you putting out new episodes on your podcast? Because I've been looking for something to listen to and there's nothing new out there on yours. So I went and found this scrubs podcast with, uh, Zach Braff and Donald, is it phase, phase, whatever. And, uh, so where they like, they they started in COVID and they'll watch an episode and then they'll do a podcast about that episode. So I have not been watching any true crime. I've been watching Scrubs lately because I've been trying to keep up with the podcasts.
1: That seems really meta that <laughs> the, the stars would be talking about a thing when they would already like break, well, they didn't really break did they break the fourth wall? In that, I didn't watch a lot of Scrubs. In fact, I only watched a few after in reruns, and I yeah. canceled. And I canceled Peacock.
2: <laughs> it's on Hulu. Ah. Mm-hmm.
1: I've been compared to the. Oh, let me ask you two. You two know me. Which character on that show do I? uh remind you of uh, uh
0: Donald Faison
2: Really
1: I think he's playing
2: <laughs> Well I would I would say Dr Cox
1: Is is, is that the John McGinley Yes, or, yes. Or wait Is that
2: who you've been compared to? Yes. Yes. I could see it. Something about the lack of patience, I think, is right there with you.
0: That's not much of a hospital if they have a lack of patience.
1: This 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 <laughs> portion of the Managing Expectations podcast has been brought to you by Dad Jokes by yeah. Brian. Please, please check out oh, brother.com.
2: He's on a roll. I'm not going to lie.
1: (laughs) So um, Missy hasn't been with us since, uh, since uh, two pregnant gals sneak sneak in a smoke. And I got to say that was a huge episode for us.
2: I think it was all of my followers.
1: All like people at, uh, from your uh, CrossFit Um, No,
2: there was probably like five people I knew that might've listened to it. I I can't. No,
1: no, we spiked in Nebraska. So somebody, you you turned somebody onto it.
2: In Nebraska?
1: Yeah, which is where you- Yeah,
2: that's where I was smoking cigarettes as a pregnant gal, but I mean-
1: I I don't think we need the tone.
2: Oh, (laughs) you see the face, the face doesn't match the tone. (laughs)
1: We prize civility on the Managing Expectations podcast above all else. <laughs> <laughs> H
0: yeah. one. Yeah, Like all those times that Jeff called me an idiot in front of our hundreds of <laughs> listeners, just we we don't even think about that. We blow right by
1: that. <laughs> um. So so Missy read True Grit under protest and she has been howling at me about when are we doing when are we doing the book club episode is it this time is it this time mm-hmm. i don't know what your problem is with true grit it, it, it was a good book it,
2: it took i mean it took three quarters of the book to get into the last 30 pages was was what i can talk about
1: What you know, what maybe maybe what we could do is uh next time for you, we'll read like the novelization of like a Transformers movie because I think that your attention span is more keyed into a Michael Bay production.
2: You know, I mean, I might have a little uh ADD that was not detected as a child, but
1: oh, stop, really.
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't you Google the symptoms ever?
1: No, no. Like, because like no, this. because being bored with boring stuff is not ADD. <laughs> and, so and paying attention to what you want to pay attention to.
2: What? So you're admitting that True Grit was boring?
1: No, it was. It was a good book. But it was a good book, and I will. And I'm going to pack the court. I'm going to get. I'm going to get people. And Brian's never read it. You didn't Brian. read. Brian, have you read True Grit? Erroneous. <laughs> see that. See, there wasn't. It wasn't even set in ancient Rome, so there wasn't a, a, a character named Erroneous. There was a. The, there was a the high court, if I remember <laughs> correctly.
0: Yep, a high court, Senate
1: yeah brian hadn't read it yet but he but he has made several million dollars so um we're all we're all super happy for him about that it's just a matter of what whatever you
0: feel is most important i guess well i'm well i'm
1: (laughs) we we all have priorities uh i've been i've been working my sideline uh trying to sell um Managing Expectations t-shirts.
2: Oh, yes. So my buddy Amy you No know, says she saw one at Storms and Lampasas.
1: Okay, well, I don't believe her. <laughs> because the only one in Lampasas belongs to you. You swear you haven't given it to the poor yet.
2: Nobody that you sold one to might've been traveling through.
1: Doesn't that seem like a remarkable coincidence?
2: Oh, I think it does, but you don't think remarkable coincidences happen all the time?
1: No, I don't think they happen all the time. <laughs> it's serendipitous. Exactly. There is a there is a line from the unit, I think. I, I, I believe in coincidences, like I believe in God above, but in my life, I've never seen one. Something wow. like that.
2: It's what she says. And she says, if it wasn't your shirt, then it was something remarkably close.
0: Well, well wait. A, well, hold on a second. Do you mean to tell me <laughs> that there's some Johnny come lately that is uh, copying the big, big, big face?
1: face? Big, big face?
2: That's what I'm wondering.
1: Well, we didn't get a picture. No. And I, I mean...
2: She did fail on that.
1: I mean, half, okay, so we got the first batch, half of them went to Brian's family who've never worn them. Not true. Okay. Uh, Again, not true. They they will all sit down and read True Grit together as a family before any of those fancy people wear one of our t-shirts.
2: Uh, give me one for my kid. I'll send one to Connor and she can wear it at work.
1: That that would be good. Yeah, um, we're selling them. Okay, so they're seventeen dollars on the website. And um, but if you if you hit me up on on you know on uh-huh. the DL, on the DL, uh I'm I'm letting them go for 15. Okay. okay. So that's but but I will include two two stickers with that.
2: oh okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I might have given her a sticker. I just didn't give her my t shirt.
1: Well, and we want to get some that fit. By the way, for listeners, you can check out all of this fantastic merch at uh, managing expectations podcast.com. Um, I, I, I used to
0: work um, at a contracting company, and we were all required to wear company t shirts. Um, at work. So they had to be, you know, with the logo and name of the company on them and everything like that. Um, one guy when he quit or got fired or whatever, he just like turned them all into, uh, uh, goodwill or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) uh, somebody was uh, filmed on the top of a light pole after the Colorado avalanche when the Stanley cup, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in a revelry downtown on at the very top on a swaying light pole uh wearing one of the t-shirts
1: that and that's how they get you
0: that's how they get you that's right yeah
1: yeah because yeah, yeah uh a lot of places like to keep a tight control on their stuff so that there's ne- there's never um footage of somebody like holding up a liquor store wearing it. Again, we're know. not we're not really operating, you know, except for this this the mystery of the t-shirt in Lampasas, which by the way, if you were any sort of true crime fan at all, you would have gotten out and solved.
2: Okay, I wasn't there. It was Amy No. And it was she, Ano? What? No, her name is No Noam- Noemi. N-O-E-M-I. No Amy. Okay, well, she says I pronounce it incorrectly. She says I pronounce it no Amy. And so I just started calling her Amy No, because I cannot Oh,
1: okay. Well, see, that's Amy No.
2: Amy No. And so she failed miserably to catch a picture of the shirt.
1: Well, miss, I guess we just... We'll I never know. We, I, I, certainly you and I know what it's like to be disappointed by a friend. We do now. I, I suggest that we maybe we just put this out
0: there right now is that uh, we'll put a bounty on any managing expectations t-shirt spot in the wild if you ca- if you catch a picture of one we'll send you five free stickers
2: oh that's good yeah
0: okay well shipping
1: shipping not included <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. Um, Okay, so actually, I have a serious question. And there are there are other uh, uh, women who I I know that I can ask this question of. Um, Okay, so so we got we got t shirts, but Mrs. Winger is this funny sort of gal who doesn't like um, things tied around her neck. So I had to like make her promise not to cut my my t shirt up. I'm like I'm not going to give you one if you're going to just going to cut it up, okay? Why are you, Missy? Why are you grinning? Are you that kind of I,
2: just because I I'm not that person, but
1: you know them? The place
2: that she would even think to cut it up would be is appalling.
1: I, I I've I've brought her um, uh, a True Grit Cafe T-shirt. I brought her a T-shirt from the Apple World Headquarters. She cuts them up i know I know what are you gonna do i mean right? it's like seriously it's like living with Daisy duke
0: <laughs> i i i think that however we can get people wearing the shirts whatever however they're comfortable wearing them it's good with us
1: well i look so I say mrs winger if you're gonna cut the thing up let's go let's go all the way and just like you know cut off that bottom part and and go with a halter but she won't she won't hear of it no. Okay, so anyway, the the actual question, and Missy, uh, 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 Missy, Missy, you're you're still uh, doing CrossFit, right? Yes. Brian, Brian had to stop. I did.
2: Brian, I disagree that you had to stop, but I'm no doctor. But I think maybe, maybe you should have like brought it back a notch.
0: Uh, you know, what's funny that you say that is that everybody at the gym said the same thing. <laughs> everybody whose livelihood was dependent on your continued oh, I, I don't think I, I don't want to get that carried away with it but uh I, you know people who are in crossfit i think you would agree want other people to be in crossfit
2: oh no i don't care i mean i gotta be honest i don't care if you are not but uh i just like if you if you enjoy something you find yeah. a way to do it like But I'm no hardcore, you know, I'm not out there doing pull-ups or anything like that.
1: Uh, I think Jared, if Jared were here though, he would agree that Missy's quite a bit stronger than Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what Jared's good for on the
0: Managing Expectations podcast. Ranking strengths among the people who are on the
1: show. (laughs) And Jared's always at the top. (laughs) So I heard from him today, uh, his business is going well. So that's good because I may need him to hire me. Um,
0: um, uh, So, so yeah, so I, I, um, it wasn't the pull-ups. It was the, the presses that, that uh, my doctor said, it's just not good for the shoulders
1: of somebody your age. So. Uh, His age is quite a bit younger than you, miss.
2: My doctor hasn't told me that I've actually, (laughs) no, my doctor hasn't told me that actually found a uh, physical therapist who helped with my shoulder more than anything. So I don't know, Hmm. obviously the difference in doctors.
1: Okay. So here's my question. Okay. Uh, What about, what about a managing expectation? What about putting the big, big face logo on like women's gear, like, like a, like a women's yoga tank, something like that.
2: Yeah, I think you've got to find the right tank. Like.
1: So that it just doesn't look like you're applying at Hooters?
2: Well, that. And if you get like a, what is it called? When it's more like a muscle tank, then you just have a bunch of. For lack gr- of-
1: if this is a grown-up podcast, Missy. What, I what mean, are you trying to you say?
2: Probably haven't, like, okay, so I'm not gonna wear, I'm not gonna wear a Hooters tank, but I'm also I mean I would go more on the muscle tank side. And and I'm gonna, you know, with the short hair, I it could look a little butch. It might not be a great look.
1: No, Miss, <laughs> yes. Come on.
2: Every Are you
1: now. And kidding? I, I mean, when I when I logged on uh after you two world beaters, I, I thought, who is this with Brian? I thought Audrey Hepburn was dead.
2: <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> we
1: we <laughs> Audrey Hepburn's looking great.
2: So we go to dinner last night before the Todd Snyder concert. And we get down there and, you know, we don't have a plan. So we just hit up down, this restaurant. Okay,
1: wait, you, you're in Austin? Yes. We okay. went to
2: I, Paramount was where it was at.
1: All right, so can you tell us anything about Todd Snyder, the storyteller? Uh, I mean, a, I- A musician along the lines of John Prine, you say? Is he a Texas guy?
2: No, I don't believe he is a Texas guy. Um, okay. But he's like, is it Robert Earl Keen? Yeah, Todd Snyder, John Prine, um, the guy that opened for him last night, ooh, Tommy Womack. The, the, they kind of remind me just of they tell a lot of stories and then they and they have songs, but even their songs tell stories.
1: So, so who discovered this guy, you or your it's,
2: husband? No, no, it's Finley. This is Finley's music. He, I had him go see Walker Hayes with me. Who's and that? so Walker Hayes, Fancy Like. I,
1: C- country, Country Singer.
2: Yeah. You haven't heard Fancy Like. Brian. No,
1: no, neither of us have, but wow, I, I, I'm happy dope. to. I, I mean, you know what? I, because uh, since I since I canceled Peacock, I uh, I have Apple Music now. Fancy Life. Like. Fancy Like.
2: Applebee's on a date night. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, Walker Hayes.
1: Walker Hayes. Okay, we'll check that out.
2: <laughs> so we <laughs> went. <and laughs> saw, I don't
1: know why everyone's saw, laughing. <laughs> I've never been more serious in my life. When you say we, what do you mean by that?
2: Uh, Finley the, and I. The
1: mice in my pocket. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, Finley and I went and saw John Prine, I don't know, in 2018 maybe, 2017, Okay, seriously? hmm uh-huh. yeah. I had no idea who John Prine was, no idea. And so I get tickets and we had great seats and we went and saw him, I think he was at the Frank Irwin Center in Austin. And um, it was great. I mean, really? it was just, yeah, it was great. He was, he's just an entertaining, he was an entertaining guy. And so Todd Snyder, kind of the same thing, tells the stories and does the songs. But anyway, it, it'd be another one to look up. he, he He's pretty good. But um, so we went to eat beforehand. In Austin. In Where'd Austin. You go? Where'd you go? Roaring Fork. Is that steak? No, it. I mean, they had a lot. I had a chicken, half chicken, which was a lot of chicken, and I'm I'm just this petite little thing, so it's just Mm -hmm. too much chicken for me. Oh, it's just yeah, um,
1: Yeah, you have to take it with you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, can I have that to go? But so they put you in like there was one long booth, and they had three different tables, but everybody shared the same you know, back booth on that. So you had to like sneak in between the tables. I hate that. Yeah, it was pretty terrible because these two girls, they were younger gals and they came walking across and got in next to me and sat down. And so as we were leaving, I like handed Finley my purse so that I could get out of this thing. And I said, I'm sorry. And she said, no need to apologize. And then she looked at me and she said, you know, I actually thought of you, it was pretty great. She says, you're very pretty. And I said, oh, thank you. And she said, you've got great angles on your face. Your nose, that's a great angle. And I said, really? I've been made fun of for my nose before. And she said, why would somebody make fun of your nose? And I said, I don't know. They told me it was really sharp, it could cut glass. that's my story
1: <laughs> so so there's there's yet another 19 year old girl <laughs> who who knows that i'm a horse's ass
2: <laughs> i didn't say who made fun of me you just outed yourself
1: <laughs> y- yeah <laughs> i i think not not only i think your nose could cut diamonds
2: <laughs> she said well look at mine it's just all like nubby and I, I and I'm like what are you supposed to say to that like
0: this is a stranger no this,
1: this is no, a a
2: stranger. I was truly <laughs> <laughs> sitting next to her <laughs>
1: um yeah yeah uh, you know what you've got a fine nose don't oh did you get new ink
2: no i've had this for a while
1: yeah okay
2: and uh, when you tried to out me on with mom last last time when i think when i dropped her at your house I didn't pick her up for a few months yep one of those times
1: <clears throat> yeah okay so so uh uh, yeah, so John Prine j- uh, died a few years ago, uh, um, t- probably 2020. Um, our mutual friend, your BFF Rob Ooh. Squires, uh, actually wrote a song, uh, "God Bless John Prine," something like that. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, um, it was early in the COVID lockdown, and so Rob. Uh, yeah, he, he sent it to me. I, I need to get. Into, I, I need to say hi to him, but um, because uh, his appearance on that Springsteen episode was also a very good episode.
2: Oh yeah, I bet it was probably bigger than the two pregnant uh, gals in the smoke.
1: I no, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Which, which uh, <laughs> s- speaks to our demographic, I'm sure. That two two pregnant gals sneak in the smoke. <laughs> You know, while we're, you know, so I don't know, uh, gals smoking and I made the mistake of making a halter joke. I remember uh, when we were in Littleton, uh, Marsha in the tube top with a cigarette dangling out of her mouth (laughs) like she was Keith Richards. and And she's like dragging the hose across the front yard. That was not. That was not a look. I
2: don't that know was. why the neighbors didn't really like us better.
1: Yeah, it's shocking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you know, look, I've said it a hundred times, and in, in fact, and Missy, Brian, Missy's been after me to be on the show, and um, something something came up on that the Sunday that you and I were going to record, but I haven't been in the best space, and the idea of just like recollecting precious child, you know, family moments. Um, uh, Brian, what, what, what was, what was the quote that you found so winning uh, that I, I, I dropped on you the other day. Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember, Um, but I'm a few bars. I might be able to pick it up. I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to kill anything, but just don't expect me to be excited. Okay? That We're thinking about right. putting that on a greeting card. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said, I'm not going to kill anyone. No, I said anything. So that would include birds, the dog, whatever, the neighbor's cat. Um... Yeah, so anyway, so uh family. Uh yeah, move on. Bri- Brian, you your brother-in-law, Jerry, you remember remember I don't I'm sure Missy's never heard the story. So uh at Brian's dad's funeral, uh Jerry comes up to me and he and he's like uh
0: okay, okay, so so Jerry is an extrovert. Uh, very excited, has no problem walking up to anybody and starting a conversation. And he sees Jeff, and he approaches him, and he puts—he's putting on a little bit of an act. And he—he meets Jeff, and he says, "Jeff Winger, the Jeff Winger. Are you kidding me? I get to meet the Jeff Winger. Can I have your autograph? This is this is amazing. This is amazing." can I get your autograph, please? And so Jeff plays along. And he says, yeah, sure. You got it. And uh, scribbles a note down on a piece of paper. He gives it to Jerry. And he says, dear Jerry, nobody likes a smart ass. <laughs> Was there a sincerely in there or, or did you just sign it after that? <laughs> I, I usually sign things best
1: wishes. Best Jeff wishes, Wanger. okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So here's what i was here's what i was thinking so ha, ha, have you guys found well, well what's the consensus view about the smartest kid in class
2: we rephrase the question what do you mean
1: what do the other kids in the class think about the smartest kid in class Okay, maybe we should put it this way. Missy, what do you think about the smartest kid in class? Are
2: they a decent human being? What? I mean, I, I mean, I need to know. So what if he's the smartest kid in class? Is he a jerk? It didn't matter if he's smart. It matters, like...
1: He's got the right answer. I, so? He's engaged like, with the class, raises his hand.
2: But... I mean, like what, do you just, do you not like them because they've always got the answer? Is that what you're asking?
1: I don't think anybody likes the smartest kid in class. Brian, can you break the tie or at least explain it to my sister in terms that she understands?
2: I'm not wrong here.
1: So <laughs> people people like the smartest kid in class if they're if they're super nice?
2: Yeah, if they're a nice person, if they're a decent human being.
1: Brian? Uh, yeah, they do.
0: That's that's been my experience. (laughs) Good. What, uh, any other questions for us today,
2: Jeff?
1: (laughs) Maybe this would be a good time to, um, direct everyone's attention to our sponsors. Uh, please check out Mrs. Winger.com where uh, you can look at her bowl cozies. Um, this fantastic thing that she's doing to get hot bowls out of the microwave without burning your fingers or making a mess. Hmm. Yeah. Missy, you would love this sort of thing.
2: In all my cooking. That I do.
1: Do you ever heat things up or do you just eat cold things?
2: Actually, I do heat things up. That would be a good
1: So you might go to M- MRS W-E-N-G-E-R dot com. Mrs. Winger Yes. Uh, we already talked about our our uh, merch with Big Big Face and we're thinking about bringing in some more but apparently it's got to be like the right tank. So the chicks who wear them, what, what are we trying to do? Keep them from looking slutty? We just we just want a good athletic tank?
2: Mm-hmm. We need a happy medium.
1: Fine. A happy medium?
2: I mean, like between the slutty and the butch, you got to go to that fine line in the middle.
1: I, I don't. Okay. Write that down. That's the title of the episode. (laughs) Between the slutty and the butch. With special guest Missy (laughs) DeG.
2: I'm going to get a reputation.
1: (laughs) Call from Missy DeG. Uh, Also, uh, please check out allinadream.us for uh, uh, downtown Denver's best comic book store what do you got Brian are we still sw- sponsored by Swiss banks I already made I made that joke once I wasn't going to keep doing it but oh. if you want Swiss banks there you go <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's funnier if you mention the fact that without all that Russian oligarch money uh, they need new depositors mm-hmm. yeah they need some help a oh. depositor is different from Skeletor. Lord of Greystone. <laughs> Whatever that is. That was I was already a grown-up by the time he Man Mastered the Universe came out. So, <laughs> so missy. So like, I don't know, must have been junior high. Um, my buddy Joe Singer and I uh, were going to play with Micronauts, which were like these, you know, they were like six inch action figures, but they were like really cool. And there was a comic book. um, I think they were toys by Hasbro. So it was all, but, but it was a really good comic book. And uh, anyway, we we had a bunch of the toys, which would be super collectible if anybody still had them. But, um, and of course I don't. Uh, So Missy, would you like to tell this story now?
2: I don't remember the story.
1: Okay, so Joe and I were gonna go play with micronauts on the deck, but we didn't want you and and you and Carrie to know that we were playing with action figures. So we told you we were gonna <laughs> like this was better. <laughs> like this was better. We were gonna be nude sunbathing. So don't look out here. <laughs> and of course they did. And we were playing with micronauts. And and then and then you're so awesome. <laughs> you're so awesome you tell like the rest of our relatives. So I'm pretty sure Aunt Jan, uh, down in South Texas, still remembers this story. What?
2: Nothing. saying <laughs> a <second> word.
1: <laughs> Why not? You're on the show to say a word. It's a podcast.
2: Yes, that is true. I I mean, I semi-remember this story. Of, it probably doesn't say a lot that you told us that's what you were doing and we looked anyway. And then, I, you know, I probably was like, I'm sure I wasn't the bed kid, best kid sister in the world because I like always, I remember always like putting my foot in my mouth. I still yeah,
1: do. You're fine. No, I
2: mean,
1: yeah, no, no, I, listen, I, Gary and Jan, my, my aunt and uncle, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, our aunt and uncle, uh, had, had, had the goods on me from before any of you other meddling kids. Yeah, that's right. Me.
2: That is correct. Yes.
1: Yeah. So. There was this, um, in the, so this would have been like the 60s. I honestly was probably like a toddler. The thing is, I was like, when I was born, I was big enough to drive. So, I mean, I was never a little kid. I was, okay, so there was this, this um, game called Bang Box, which, <laughs> so it was like a, like a cardboard box, but it was like made to look like a crate and on the top there were holes and then you put balloons underneath and then you like had a plastic hammer and you knocked in like long plastic nails and you were, if you if you blew up a balloon, if you exploded a balloon, if you popped a balloon, you were out of the game. Well, it came down to me and my uncle and I popped a balloon and then showing, showing, giving, giving hints of the self control that would serve me so well throughout life. I flipped out and I took a swing at him with the plastic hammer. Yeah, that, that was a great story for, for essentially every Thanksgiving or otherwise family get together. Uh, is, it any, is it any wonder I stopped that? Anyway, he, he's not, he, Gary was actually a cool uncle. Um, my mom's, so mom's aunt's husband. So this is Betty and Honk. These were the these were the ones from the same town. Hey, miss, did you know that Brian married a girl from the same small town in Indiana where I was born?
2: Seriously.
1: Yeah. Yep, seriously.
2: Where were you born?
1: Well, I'm not gonna say on a podcast because sometimes it's no, a
2: that password. the brains. No. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it's
0: a what? pass, sometimes it's a password. <laughs>
1: That's where it is. Tippy canoe. Um,
2: yeah. So and, uh, it,
0: and 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 my Sarah's family, her grandfather knew Honk.
2: Really. Honk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a little trivia.
1: Okay, so we we learned some things here. Um, Brian's got a type. Uh if you knew how much his wife was like me, it would probably be unnerving. Really? No. <laughs> has has she ever kept talking when you wish she would stop? Why are you kicking me?
0: <laughs> I've heard her say that a couple of times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway Hon, honk uh was was a farmer and he you know he farmed my great grandmother's acres and was a very successful uh farmer in indiana and uh, had lots of money and uh but who cares because he was a mean guy and there was like this picture of like me being like a little kid, like a little kid. And um, I, w- I wasn't in diapers, but it, it looked, I mean, and I, this this picture may actually still be around somewhere in the family archives, in the Winger family archives, which <laughs> which are in two cardboard boxes somewhere in the garage. Um, but like they, he, he like twisted my underwear up and around, and he like locked my hands in my like in my underwear, so like I couldn't I I, I could walk, but I couldn't move my uh, my arms, and uh, I, I became very frustrated and angry, which would also which would all which as it turns out is also a recurring theme. See, this is why, this is why, I didn't want to have you on the show because you're bringing up, and these are like the these are like good bang box and being tied, being a captive in my own underwear are like two, (laughs) two, two actually not horrible childhood memories.
2: Well, first of all, I don't believe I brought this up, but second of all. I believe I have the same character traits that you do. I just maybe, I, and actually I think the older I get, I don't have any more self-control. It's just like, you're gonna hear what I have to say. I mean, if I think it, you're probably gonna hear it. And if you're not gonna hear it, you're gonna see it on my face. And I actually had to say the other day to the people I work out with, I said, I drive to work every morning and I think to myself, like, am I crazy? am I, am I just crazy? Or do I really just not enjoy people? I mean, like, and then I said, have I always been like this intolerable? And one of them said, I've known you for a while. You've always been like this. And they, and so then the other one like turned around and tried to save face a little bit and said, I mean, it's just that, you know, the older people get anyway, they become less tolerable. And I was like, I, so I have the same traits. I just don't think you saw them as a child because I was probably like just walking around scared to say anything to anybody because, you know, I was the third kid and I wasn't allowed to talk. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Who said you could speak? (laughs) Um... Brian, you want to tell an amusing story about your family? Nope.
0: <laughs> I uh, no. You talking about some of the your childhood toys? Um, I wanted um, a cap gun so bad, but you know we weren't really allowed to play with guns, and so
1: even toy guns, let alone the real ones. <laughs> well, yeah, in Texas. I think your a child is sent home from the hospital with a 22. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get the, the
0: cap gun, but I would buy the caps. And so I'd buy these, you know, that, that, the, that red paper, the roll of caps. And yeah. um, I just like, I couldn't help myself. I would pop, you know, I'd snap a couple of them, like one at a time. And I'm like, okay, so if this is cool, popping one of them at a time, let's just get a big rock and do the whole roll at once. And then like, you know, uh, uh, fragments of the concrete <laughs> splinter off and go into my eyes. And my ears are ringing. <laughs> so, so kids, if you're listening, uh, don't, don't try to do more than just a couple of those caps at a time.
1: Kids still play with caps, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do. With all the time that they're logging out, outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I don't know what, what is more dangerous smartphone
1: or big roll of caps. The <laughs> smartphone, smartphone for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Wow. I've been listening to some stuff. I mean, apparently, I mean, just social media and, and the toll that, get uh devices are taking on our attention span is is like legit bad I'm sorry what was I talking about what um
0: there's a you wait might... wait who are you people What's <laughs> this just... it's good to be here We're... wait you think I want to be here where am I there's uh ah, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. No, go ahead. There's there's an interesting article in in the Atlantic about um the uh, the author compares like the Tower of Babel to the internet in like 2010.
1: Yeah, Jonathan Haidt. Hey.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. it's it's a pretty interesting article. And about how social media's had like a really great beginning. And a lot of potential to do a lot of good but instead it's just uh uh 30 second snippets of people doing pretty terrible things
1: uh yeah uh interestingly i um i got a a link sent to me by our mutual friend terry mickelson who sent that link to me and and through the course of that morning I mean, that, that was a huge article that created a lot of buzz and a lot of people um, uh, were leaning on that. It was, it was in two different newsletters that I received and it was on like a couple other podcasts that I listened to. I mean, that, was, it, it, that made a big splash. You know what would be awesome is if we put that in the show notes. Do you think that that would be possible? No, Brian.
0: No, I do not. Wow. Way to bump yes. the gross, Brian. Yes, we can do that. We we are a multimedia podcast. We have clothing. We have content, audio content. And now we can share articles.
1: That's the big it's three. It's a link. It's a link at the bottom of the show. That's the big three. You're, it's a uh, link it's a link i don't think that it i'm not it's, not it's not like digging a hole we're still
0: figuring this internet thing out so we'll we'll do it yeah best. it's a flash in the pan it's never doing, gonna last we're doing our best
1: so mrs winger uh so we have friends who are moving and um they they have good stuff one of the one of the nice things about living where i live is everyone that we're friends with has more money than us. So like when they sell their stuff, it's an upgrade for us. So with you know, all our extra money and as great as everything's going here at Stately Winger Manor, Mrs. Winger's decided to uh, pay some serious money for a nice uh, refrigerator which means we're going to rotate the refrigerator that's currently in the kitchen out to the garage and then the beer fridge in the garage has got to have a place to go. So if anybody needs a beer fridge for their garage, hit me up. And if you buy a t-shirt, we, we can you know. <laughs> if you're with <laughs> if you're within if you're within driving distance, We'll get you a, tea, uh, a refrigerator.
0: You're, you're well on your way to, to like adding a chest freezer to your appliance lineup.
1: Uh, I, I have many times asked Mrs. Winger if she would like that. I, I don't think I don't. It doesn't make any sense to do it now because um, uh, meat's gotten so expensive. I, I doubt that we'll be, you know, uh, stocking up. This is how it goes. Yeah. Hey miss, do you remember the seventies at all? Do you remember inflation?
2: I mean, not really.
1: All right. Let's put it in terms. You'll understand. Uh, Do you remember mom and dad fighting like crazy about money?
2: (laughs) Well, that was probably from the day I was born. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I'm
1: saying. And that, and that in a nutshell was was the (laughs) seventies. Yes. Yeah. That was the seventies. Yes. Uh, is
0: Missy? Are you older or younger than Jeff?
2: Younger, much.
0: Of course, of course she is. Look at her. Well,
2: look at me, Brian.
0: I figure. I figured. I figured. I just don't like to make assumptions about age when it comes to women, especially.
1: <laughs> the thing is, I look so young because because I'm so fat. If, if I if I was as uh, lean as you, Missy, my face would look like a map of the world.
2: I I tend to favor our dad as far as our, my skin is concerned. So the sunning I've done over the years seems to have an effect of like maybe a little more of the leatherish. you know, it's, it's a pretty good look.
1: See, I It'll was gonna my- go with dried up piece of burlap.
2: Yeah, pretty much. So when we were talking about Julie's shirts, like I wouldn't do a v-neck for that reason because I got a little burlap right there. So no, nobody, and maybe nobody else sees it, but it like the attention is right there for me. Like, oh, that's good. You look just like Dan.
1: Uh, Dan's not getting a lot of sun these days.
2: No, but he's still, but he has the, you know, like when I put my arm down like this, you see the, like the falling skin. You know what I mean? You know what I mean?
1: Well, maybe if you worked in some pull-ups.
2: Yeah. I'm very strong. It's just that my skin might be sagging a little the older I get, <clears throat> which makes You know, me-
1: that, that's funny because I remember... Okay, so um, you guys know I'm a certain age and which which i don't know why i'm being coy today i've told that, people. Is,
0: is, yeah is that part of your one of your passwords too
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> password i am 57. oh <laughs> great <laughs> now i've got to change them all so uh um <laughs> uh We So Hemingway only made it to 61 in declining health and uh, realizing that he was a total drunk and just not getting a handle on his, I think it's widely considered that he was bipolar, but he certainly was depressed a lot. And of course, nothing helps that like lots and lots of premium liquor so anyway at 61 he killed himself so right now i'm on track to outlive hemingway but it, you know still got to get through the weekend and those those are not those have not been great lately Anyway, uh, oh, uh, oh uh, but I remember. Okay, so one of the all right. So for that twenty minutes, I was in college. I excelled in the in in the in the English and the history courses I was taking. Uh, in the history course, we um, we read the short Happy Life of Francis McComber by Hemingway, and um, wrote a review. And uh, I remember, okay, so a couple of things. One is I remember uh, a picture of Hemingway later in life. And like, he was, you know, he was a big, strong guy, but he, I don't know if he didn't have a shirt on or maybe just with a short sleeve shirt, but you could see that like, like his tricep wasn't all that it had been, that his arm had gotten loose, which is, I think what is, Missy, your story was what made me think of this. But then I also thought um, in this, I think one of the reasons why the the teacher dug me was I was, um, you know, I had a way of putting it and uh, putting things, and it was kind of snarky. And, um, you know, so I, I, I remember putting in my book report a line about as, because I was, I don't, you know, I mean, the hubris of a young man, uh, I thought that I would um, take after one of the kings of American letters. So I I remember uh, the line, um, like as, as Hemingway traveled the world growing richer and fatter seems unnecessary now particularly since while i'm not rich i'm not hemingway rich i'm not brian grim rich oh stop it uh i I've, i've accumulated well i don't know and by the way by the way stocks are taking an absolute beating today um no, the, the uh, Fed. The Fed promised a soft landing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you you guys probably don't remember the old joke about um, in case of nuclear war, there's like a four step process about like go to an interior room or hallway, uh, you know get down on the floor, place your head between your knees. And uh, like step four was kiss your (laughs) tail goodbye. That's how I feel about the economy right now.
0: Because the the, the economy is not the stock market, Jeff.
1: No, the economy is the economy. And inflation is through the roof. And the Fed acted too late. And now there's going to be a recession. So things are going to get expensive, right? Until every you know, a ton of people lose their job and the economy slows down. And yeah, Spe- I- speaking of the nineteen seventies, uh, all we need to do is let give my mom and dad each other's phone number. Everybody, everybody could put on their uh, corduroy jackets, their red corduroy jacket. Did you hear that one, Missy? The one about me wearing the red cords? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I actually, don't we have pictures of you in those red cords?
1: Absolutely not. No.
0: (laughs) Find
2: (laughs) it. We're taken.
0: No, Jeff has just made it his mission to destroy all of those pictures. (laughs) I can't believe I kept any pictures of me. (laughs) Can we can I tell you what, I'll get that link to that article up if I can get a link to uh, a couple of uh, young Jeffy. Um. No, no, there were, no.
1: Missy, you don't have any pictures of me, do you?
2: Yeah, I think I do. But I think they're like, there's one of you, Carrie and I.
1: Um, that Olin Mills sitting?
2: Probably, yeah.
1: Where I like wore that polyester camel hair jacket and like a, I was like being all like all jaunty this was probably like seventh grade okay so I'm like wearing a green you know it was I don't know what it would have been LT gray or some like IZOD knockoff that yeah that wasn't a great picture though I looked better than you and Carrie
2: I mean, people thought that I might have been a little Down syndrome when I was born, so you know, there's that.
1: You you were cute in your way, but (laughs) yeah, you 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 might have thought that you were medicated.
2: You know, I mean, it's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, listeners, we just had Brian hold up a picture of himself with bangs. Uh, in
0: case in case you were wondering uh, where I got my hair cut.
1: Um, I'm guessing your mom did that.
0: Yeah, Mars's kitchen.
1: Yeah. Wow, you really look, you know what? You look a lot like your brother. Yeah. So you grew out of that. I did. Yeah. yeah. Hey, is his hair going prematurely uh, white like yours?
0: Uh, what hair? He doesn't have hair? No, he does. He does. Yeah. We have uh, very similar. Um, this one is maybe a year or so before that one.
2: Oh, that's cute. Oh,
0: what an adorable little girl that is. And you know what's funny is that this this haircut, I think I have probably all all the way up until like seventh grade. <laughs> that same haircut.
1: You know that picture of you me and your brother in bow ties? Yeah. You had bangs then. I know, it. that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That was the Mozinger Winger um <laughs> photo. Uh should we explain Mozinger Winger? Why don't you?
0: I was watching a basketball game with my father. And uh um Shaquille O'Neal was playing the game and uh he just he thought that that was funny and so i told jeff later i said you know my dad thought that shaquille o'neal was a funny was a funny name for a basketball player he says it is it's ridiculous it's like me being named mosinger winger (laughs) and so then i took that story back to my dad and uh from time to time of course, he'd never say it to his face, but he would refer to Jeff as Mosinger. I
1: just, I just don't think that you have know, name rhyme a first name with a last name. <laughs> it's dumb. Um, okay, so you know we haven't mentioned we haven't mentioned Chris Levine's um, refresher. Pop Therapy podcast available only on Spotify. Unlike us, we're available on Google Play, Apple Podcast, Spotify. All the big ones.
0: Podbean. (laughs) (laughs) Especially Podbean.
2: (laughs) Very much so.
1: We are driving traffic on Podbean. There's no question about it. They do a great job. Yep, they can, they can yeah, tell I've us always, what where our where our analytics are within a, an entire state. Yeah, I uh, I subscribe
0: to the rule: if you want to be seen, go to the bean. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Maybe you've heard that before. <laughs>
1: um okay so um missy's got a hard out and all right so and and the title is uh somewhere between slutty and butch is that what we're going with i don't, I don't know we'll see <laughs> we'll see it seems about right o- or <laughs> do we go do we want to say I was uh, I was I was limited by my underwear. <laughs> I, I, I I couldn't break free of my underwear.
0: I think you should held captive
1: by my own underwear. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> between slutty and butch it is. Uh, everybody, thanks for wait wait, missy
2: i just have a question real quick have you ever read a confederacy of dunces
1: no but i've been told to about a hundred times
2: okay then why haven't you Uh,
1: i heard that it only gets good in the last 30 pages and so i have a super negative attitude about it is why
2: you know what I had a great attitude going into that thing. And by the way, who finished the book?
1: (laughs) Here's a, you and me, Devin, Devin, Devin McBride, who's out there. He'd like to be in on it. Emily is, you know, of course she, she just had a baby. So uh, you would think that she has a lot of time to read, but uh, it turns out that um, worrying about how you've already screwed up this baby that's like six hours old and then how you will screw it up over the next 20 years uh takes up a lot of time that you could be reading
2: Mm. Uh, so who hasn't read the book
1: brian and emily you're breaking up a little bit i think
0: might be time to put a bow on this thing
1: (laughs) breaking up is hard to do So so uh what do you want to say about Confederacy of Dunces? Have I you haven't read, read it? it
2: yet. He told me to read it and so I would that you was to his, read it? Um he's a member at the winery. He uh he and his wife come out and they hang out a little bit, and so he told me it was a great read. He said yeah. it was hilarious and that his kid who wouldn't read a book to save his life, he actually made it through the book.
1: Yeah. I think that was written by a guy named John Kennedy Tool. Uh, He was a, a new Orleans guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, really sad story. I think he wrote that and maybe another book and killed himself before mm-hmm. Uh, Confederacy of Dunces was published, but then it was like a huge book.
2: The story I got was like his mom took it to right. maybe a college professor, yeah, and maybe. said,
1: yeah. "Yeah, yeah." That didn't make it. So, yeah, that didn't make it less sad.
2: Well, no, but <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no. I've been told, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if. He was like an autodidact. Uh I don't know. Um I think I think people who have found me funny uh have urged have urged me to read it. Um because I mean I, I don't I, I don't know if I remind them of the author who was a funny guy who kills himself. Thanks for thinking of me. Uh or I don't know what the deal is about the character in the book. Um, I just never, and, and look, I don't know. It, I mean, it could be because, you know, we've we've got some suicides in the family. Uh, I don't know. I just never really got to it.
2: I, I don't know that the books, like I don't know that there's suicide in the book. I guess what it was explained to me, like it was just really hilarious. It's about a guy and everybody meets along the way and like just their interactions. And so maybe if the guy's really funny, that's what reminds people, like tell people tell you, you should read it for that reason.
1: Okay. And I know we're, you know what? and And we will get some feedback. On on this part of the conversation, there will be people who say, "Well, no winger, you should just read it because of this or that or the other thing." I, I think I think that the character, like the author, um, found aspects of life so absurd that it was hilarious, and uh, uh, just I mean, you know, but but there was a thread of you know frustration um in being in the world such as it is so i mean you know the difference between the world we'd like to live in and the world we actually do live in and this was kind of my point the point i was trying to make which is i don't think anybody i don't think people like the smartest kid in class because they say things and then people think I'm making fun of them, which I'm not always. I'm
2: just throwing it out there. Maybe next book club.
1: Uh, I think the chances of there ever being another book club are about right now at about zero. Um, Unless we wanna read like The intelligent investor or rich dad poor dad brian's out okay um you know the the uh biography you know the, the 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 winning formulas of warren buffett you know this is this is brian's reading these days um it's hard to it's hard to wrangle everybody i mean we've got really smart people who listen to the podcast and want to participate but it's just hard to get everybody scheduled it worked for the Springsteen uh, book club or not book book club, but the the Springsteen episode. Um, But, you know, I don't want to like record everybody separately for one thing that would be like so much editing. Brian, Brian couldn't afford to pay Jack to like edit, you know, all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, yeah. This is, this is just going to be an hourly billing on this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I can't, I can't bid this per as a per job thing. Okay.
1: All so, right. uh, so, yeah. Okay. Well, so anyway, Brian, you were, you were doing a search on Confederacy of Denses while we were talking about it. You got anything for us? No, I just, uh, I looked up that, um, the author and he wrote
0: uh neon Bible at 16 years old which is kind of interesting I've never read it but um uh arcade fire had an album entitled our uh neon Bible which is a pretty good album
1: that, that's that's the other thing I mean there is there there is an aspect uh, you, you know I mean like I I have some sympathy for people who just never really found their place in the modern world, you know, um, and one way or the other, but when they start to bunch up on you, um, as, as they did at the bookstore, um, and, and you just are dealing with the smell of patchouli and desperation on a daily basis, um, I don't know. I lose a little bit of sympathy. I mean, like, because, because, and, and, and I think as I've tried to deal with, with, get a handle on my own depression, I've had to say, look, this is the world. This is reality. Um, uh, there's a, there's a line in, uh, Aliens where Ripley is yelling at, uh, Bill Paxton's character, uh, Hudson. And, and, and she says, um, <laughs> you "Just better start dealing with it, Hudson." Uh, this little girl survived without any weapons or any training, and and Hudson says, this, "That's great. Maybe we ought to put her in charge," which is funny. Um, there's a there's a line in uh, Lonesome Dove where um, uh, with, uh, the the chris cooper character july johnson is maybe the the character's name he was a sheriff in a small town in arkansas but he he runs into uh blue duck and um just the the gap between the sort of gunfighter um augustus McRae was in, in this, uh, Arkansas, uh, Mark, uh, Sheriff, I guess, uh, was huge. And, um, uh, Robert Duvall in like this unbelievably great performance. And I, I continue to say, and will continue to say, Robert Duvall is the great American actor. I mean, this guy's range is unbelievable anyway he says um you know this you know this isn't some bar squabble back in arkansas you need to choke it down and get on back to your people and and anyway these these are just a couple of lines from movies which remind me to just you got to deal with the reality in front of you and so yeah i think capitalism is hard it's and it's frequently unforgiving and you've gotta you know, choke you gotta so you gotta kiss the tail of the middle class to get along a little bit. And I don't like that, but that's it's where we're that that that's how it is. What were you gonna say, Miss? So I
2: have a question like like you talk about people who can't really deal with the world and I mean like it's it's hard for them which I have one living in my house. I mean, as we both know, but so my question is this, like back in the, you know, everybody is so quick to lay blame on, you know, like video games and internet and all of this. You don't think, I mean, I think people have been like this for years and years and years. Some of them have done a much better job of faking it and at least being able to, have a job and then pay bills so they can at least go to a job and go home and don't have to deal with anything in between, if you will. But like, so years ago, like when you were in high school, these people had to exist, but how were they labeled? Like, what did people call them? How were they labeled then and why? like it's not different but i think a lot of people like to lay blame on things that okay well does that make sense
1: yeah so i think there's a couple of things first of all please don't misunderstand me i think individuals should be treated with respect and sympathy okay
2: yeah no i'm not mis- yes but
1: but they but but i think that they will be happier if they deal with reality to the best of their ability Okay, because, because the world yeah. will not change to suit me. If you can get it right. to change to suit you, well then, good for you. But but I haven't get, gotten it to change to suit me. I, I also think that there are probably some differences in that we don't, as you and I, well, as, as we all know, um, the brain is wired a certain way. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Certain things happen to us in our youth that significantly alter our brain patterns. Uh, they can also affect um, the way we deal with fear, anxiety, um, uh, you know, things like that. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, is is Daddy drinking again? was a horrible thing to deal with as a kid growing up. And there are things that trigger that same response with me. And I've seen it. I, I, I myself have, though not drinking triggered other people because I'm acting like daddy's drinking again. Okay. Uh, and I, know yeah. I go back, I go back to the, the bookstore in that regard. Um, so so, there are things that affect the brain. Trauma affects the brain. Um, uh, you know certain types of fear and pressure can can warp, can, you know, can can strip some wiring, can rewire things, okay? so so all of that matters. Um, uh, I think I've told you guys when I've gone to a head shrinker, The first thing they ask is, "Well, do you do you look at online? You know, do you are you looking at online porn?" No, I say honestly, I am not. They're like good because that will that strips wiring, as it were. Um, We don't know all the ways that new media, okay, Um, but there is there's significant and growing research. Like you've heard about these like girls, and and, and they are young women. They're girls um, who are watching TikTok videos and developing a type of Tourette's syndrome with like the the tick. Have you guys heard about this? Um, okay, so I mean, we actually uh, quite innocuously at the outset talked about just shortening attention spans and how it's harder and harder to like read a book. But um, uh, I mean, e- e- the depression rate for young women is going through the roof because nobody puts their bad day on Instagram. Right?
2: No. Every- right. Right.
1: Everybody, everybody seems to be living like the swell life. Unlike me living in this crap box or whatever, you know? Right. Okay. So there's that. Um, f- Facebook and Twitter just feed rage, right? So y- you can try to focus on good things. Uh, you know, I-, I-, I have a Twitter account where like I follow artists and um, I've put my own paintings on there. But but frankly, if you go on the internet, okay, so Instagram is is just like beautiful people doing beautiful things. But everything else is losing their absolute mind because of the Supreme Court thing, because you know the the, the leak at the Supreme Court. So uh, you know uh, Roe versus Wade. Uh, wait, is that it? Roe versus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, so it, and and then there's like all. All just the political extremes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, it's just it's just weird and bad. And you know, Brian was off of Twitter for a while, and I'm like, dude, this is so hilarious. You have got to get back on Twitter so I can send you this thing. And I think, I think to his credit, Brian only treads into the Twitter when you have to. Although he spends half of his day on Instagram, it's crazy. (laughs) Not every okay. This is true. Every time I get on Instagram and I'm on it for like 20 seconds a day, um, Brian's on. No matter no matter when. How do you know that? How do you know that? Uh, uh, There's a thing you can do. Uh, If you go to if you go to um, search and um, your friends like show up as being online. Wait, I don't know. There's a way. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Right. So like if I search for, uh, what's your handle? It's like million dollar Brian or something. Uh, it's Brian C. Grimm. <laughs> mm, you know, whatever. It was close. Yeah, you're right there. Nah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know how to do it. But I can I can always tell when Ryan's on, with and because he's always on, he's on all the time.
2: Maybe he's just not closing out his browser, so it looks like he's on.
0: Or maybe nobody nobody gets are, on Instagram on their browser. Why are you so obsessed with me that you're tracking my habits? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So those does it so I that is to the best of my ability. And by the way, we just got off, we, we just lost the thread. We just lost the train of thought because because I wanted to tell Brian how I can always tell he's on Instagram by logging onto Instagram, and then it's like bright shiny object. Anyway, I, I think that technology could easily be reworking our brains. In ways that we honestly don't know. And and when I hear, and when these people, I don't know, age 40 and younger, talk seriously about living in the metaverse, are you kidding? I hate nature and I would never live in the metaverse. I'm not like Mr. Nature Walk, like Brian C. Grimm. Okay. I mean, You know, Brian, PGR work says what you, what you find out about nature is it makes you itch. It's true. Okay. We got any, uh, so miss, we can put a pin in this and. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, sure. There's always been weird kids, but there may be an I I honestly think that there could be aggravating factors, making weird kids less comfortable, less able to cope than in times. Sure, sure. I, you know, I, 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 you know, and yeah, I, I mean, look, my, our, uh, my old friend, Bob and I, (laughs) I you know just I mean we don't have time to tell high school stories right now but um, a lot of the horrible stuff that came out of our mouth was likely naive um, in a in an effort to be funny um, and I and, and while I can be funny to be hostile um. I mostly I've tried, I try to be funny because that's how I get people to like me. And it doesn't always, it frequently doesn't work. I mean, so I'm so happy when like smart and funny works for me. Cause like, that's the that's the only trick I have. I mean, I I'm a one, I would say I'm a one trick pony but I'm more like a bear in a tutu on a unicycle and at the circus. Okay. So, I mean, the first time you see it, it's like that is the darndest thing. That is amazing. Look at that bear on a unicycle. And that's so funny. It's wearing a tutu. Who knew that a bear could wear a tutu? That's hilarious. I love that. And then it's like, you see it again. And you're like, ah, that is, I've seen this. I'm so tired. I am over, I am over. No, that's is, true. That's not true. It's a that's story true. of my life. How is it not true?
2: Okay, then why is Brian stick around? Brian, why well, do you stick around? he's a terrible
1: judge of character.
2: <laughs> is he? I bet his wife would like to argue that one
1: well nice. of course yeah yeah. she would like to argue anything you've never met her <laughs> she's pretty good at it <laughs> pretty good <laughs> remember when I said she had, Brian had a type <laughs> no I'm I mean and, and when people stop thinking that the bear on the unicycle is amusing they will quit me they will drop me in a cocaine heartbeat
2: Okay, I don't know that the people think that the bear on the unicycle is no longer amusing, but I think sometimes you think the bear on the unicycle is no longer amusing.
1: No. Okay, yeah. it's my life. I can tell when people don't find the bear on the unicycle amusing anymore.
0: Have Have you ever mis- misjudged a situation? Ever? Ever. Thanks
1: for turning in to episode 91 of the Managing Expectations podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Jeff Winger, for, uh, for uh, Brian C. Grimm and Missy DeGee, who will never be on the show again. In which the guests turn on the host. <laughs> we, we're signing off, blood and thunder. recording. I'll stop Stop recording recording now. (laughs)